No ketchup. No ketchup. You know the squad, Eli Kaberon, Big Nick the Quick. I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. Bears playoff recap. I, I was joking with Eli when we hopped on. It's like, this is exactly where we thought we'd be. Monday morning, Bears get smoked out 21-9, and that scoreline is being nice if we're if we're actually being being truthful. I, I, I'm interested to hear what you, what you guys have to say because my take is exactly the same it was last week. Me and Big Nick the Quick got into it actually yesterday on the on the group chat about what he actually said versus what he thinks versus what they're gonna do. I think I got it all jumbled up, but uh, we got a lot to talk about for the game yesterday. I didn't have that hopeful feeling going in that I that I had in Green Bay. Um, I knew we were gonna get smoked. My biggest thing last week was how are we going to score any points? And that's exactly what I'm still wondering. How We, we were never going to score any points against that team in New Orleans against that defense. Just wasn't going to happen. 21-9. I'm going to kick it off with Eli Cabron. Eli, how are you feeling? I know we joked about this is exactly what we expected, where, what else was going to happen. But tell me how you're feeling about the game. And – uh then we'll obviously get into what we should do moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it was a very predictable game in that sense. Like, I, I had no expectations that the Bears were going to come out and win. But, I mean, and all props to the Saints. They did what they had to do. But that was a, a very clear example of the Bears just beating themselves. Like, Javon Wims drops a touchdown. Cole Komet gets an unsportsmanlike penalty when they're inside the 10-yard line for throwing the ball back to the ref. Um, Eddie Jackson jumps off sides on a key third down. Anthony Miller gets ejected for fighting with the one dude in the NFL that you know you're not supposed to mess with. Like, just like stupid shit that the Bears did to themselves and then just weird play calling by Matt Nagy, Bill Lazor, and um, Chuck Pagano. Like, com- combining all that, like, the Bears had no ch- – They the Bears beat themselves before they even got off the bus, like, at the Superdome with, with stupid stuff that they did. So the Saints did what they had to do, but it was mostly, in my opinion, the, the Bears just – we're not ready to play a playoff game. Big Nick the quick. Man, I'm relieved. Season's over. No more Bears football this year. Finally. Season that went on a week too long. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Eli kind of hit it right on the head. But, um, you know, two must-win games, and the Bears put up 25 points combined in them. And last yesterday, once again, I don't want to hear that the Bears scored nine points. They scored three points in a playoff game. That last touchdown – didn't matter so much that we didn't even get a chance to kick an extra point with it. So I don't even want to hear it. The Bears show up to New Orleans, put up three points against Noodle Arm Drew Brees, make no plays. Trubisky makes no plays. Matt Nagy play calling a suspect. Just about everything that we've gotten accustomed to with the 2020 Bears um, showed last night. So, I mean, we don't we don't really need to sit here and dwell on the details of the game. I will say this. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Johnson Gardner, whatever his name is, yeah, elite, elite level irritator and <laughs> Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller, who was you know who reminds who was light skin buddy that used to play on the uh, the Titans corner? Cortland Finnegan, remember Cortland Finnegan? Finnegan. Yeah, yes. same thing. 
no skill. Just these guys, these guys will take you out of your game throughout, you know, an hour, right? Like that, that's what they're there for. That's what they do. Um, and he's like a Cortland Finnegan type. And he knew if I'd yap at these Bears receivers for long enough because of this history, one of them is going to do something stupid. And again, Anthony Miller, like, come on, man. Like you at this point, you're playing for your career, right? Like, especially as, with the Bears, like I'm sure you get another opportunity somewhere else, but you've been largely a disappointment since your rookie year. In, in a playoff game, you just can't do shit like that, man. It's the undisciplined. Javon Wims, they should leave his ass in New Orleans because now it's two games with the Saints that he's cost us. If you're the Bears, you can't drop a touchdown like that because you don't get too many other opportunities and the momentum that that would have given you. Um, yeah, it's just all bad, man. I mean, it, it's it's time to just, just clear it all out, start fresh, do whatever you got to do. I don't want to <laughs> see any part of this ever again. Hey. Reggie Miller level irritator. Reggie. It's Gary, up, yeah, it's not for Reggie could play. <laughs> Gary, yo, this guy is Dennis Rodman in football. Like his own teammate punched him. Bro, I've never seen anything like th- this guy's That's why trash- Mike Thomas was suspended. Yo, this guy's trash talk has to be on he another leads. fucking level. Like he's got, I, the, he's he's got the, the Wikipedia ref- page out. Yeah, everything. The refs were huddled with their like little notepad trying to figure out. I was like, it has to be Gardner Johnson. A hundred percent. And apparently Nagy went like took time out of the week to be like, yo, do not mess with number 26. He's going to try to irritate you. Like that's on Matt Anthony Miller. A hundred percent. Like you can't do that in any game, much less a playoff game. Wait, speaking of that, I had that clip of uh Nagy talking about Miller. Here's Matt Nagy talking about coaching up the team to, to not perpetuate Gardner Johnson. Here's uh, Matt Nagy. And you guys already had this happen. You seemed, uh, like you felt almost betrayed when Javon Wims did this. And now, how do you feel now to see Anthony Miller do it in a playoff game? So here, here's what I would say to that. You know, we we spent some time now on, on uh, Wednesday morning as a team. We spent time literally showing and explaining a particular player's actions in, in games and teaching it. And, and – you know, that's taking 10 or 15 minutes out of your day, which is precious, right? And so when you do that, I think it's a valuable lesson for our guys is we already knew going into this thing about some of that, right? What are we talking about? Every action has a reaction. And so uh, I think it's a valuable learn, especially when we're, we're low with numbers at the wide receiver position and the value of that zebra position for us. And so, again, it's it's something where, um, our guys, we all got to understand we got to be uh, stronger and we can't have that happen. And we, we, we got to understand that. And, and uh, you're right. That's two times that that happened and, and we just can't have it. Yeah, I mean, so I don't there's a lot to blame Nagy for as far as the Bears on discipline, the penalties and things like that. I have no doubt that they specifically sat that he's telling the truth and they specifically sat down, spent 15 to 20 minutes highlighting exactly what this guy is going to do and what you can't do. That is squarely a thousand percent on Anthony Miller. You cannot put that on the coaching staff. They're not, they, they would have to physically go out there and stop him from doing that, which isn't going to happen. Like he had it in his mind that that's what he was going to do. It doesn't matter if it was Bill Belichick in his ear. It doesn't matter if it was Bill fucking Parcells in his ear. He was going to do that because he had it in his mind to do it. And it's a stupid ass play. I, I, I'm not putting that on the coaching staff. It's easy to. It's convenient. It's convenient when oh, you put sure. it all together to throw that in there. But, like, I have no doubt that he had a PowerPoint ready. Like, yo, you see this? You see this? You see this? You see Mike Thomas not play for three games? Like, come on, man. 
Listen, I this is what I'll say about that. I think it's uh, I, I I understand what you're saying, Nick, but I think it's just still an overall all season discipline type thing. If discipline was a, a priority throughout the season, you wouldn't even need in the in before a playoff game take 15 minutes and say, "Hey, bud, you might not want to punch this guy or react to this guy." If you were a disciplined football team and that was a priority throughout the year, you wouldn't you wouldn't even have to have that conversation. Butch, Butch, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen the first time. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? But also, like you talk about mental toughness, we we that clip that you were going to show at the beginning, the last dance. The whole there was a whole episode devoted to Jordan toughening up his teammates, getting into fights in practice so that they were mentally ready to face John Starks or Reggie Miller or the Bad Boys Pistons. Like that was mental toughness. And the Bears show none of that. Like the Bears get down and they just quit. And Anthony Miller decided it was more worth it to fight CJ Gardner Johnson than stay in a playoff game. Like he's not mentally tough. And that's a characteristic that the Bears just lack all season long. And they have they've lacked it the last couple of years, I would say. They're a weak team. They're a weak yeah, team. I totally agree, one hundred percent. They're a weak team, and and and, that, and that's how you put up these back to back performances in these must win games, right? Yeah. Last week you have to beat the Packers and you don't show up at all. This week you have to beat the Saints and you don't show up at all. Um, and again, yeah, the, the the dumb penalties, but yeah, I see where you're coming from, Sean. But on that one, I just feel like Anthony Miller was going to do what he was going to do, and. It's not the first time we've seen Anthony Miller just overall be an undisciplined player. Usually it shows up on the field with not knowing where to go and flashing tons of talent but not really doing anything with it. But this time, I mean, that, that, that was so dumb that, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's hard to sit down with him in the exit meeting and be like, we want to have you back next year. Because it's just like, yo, come on, man. Like, yeah. we just that's, dealt with this on a national level. That's just what I was going to actually come to. Uh, would you keep Anthony Miller? Or is it time to separate? Go ahead. Nah, yeah, I don't think he's going to ever reach his full potential in Chicago. I think there is a ton of talent there. I think we really saw it his rookie year. But focus is an issue, man. And he's got beaten out by Mooney. You know, I think, I think Mooney is shown to be the more consistent player. And, like, from wide receivers, you need consistency. You need Chris Brout running. You need guys who are going to get open. You need guys who are going to catch the ball. You need guys who are going to do the right thing. And if he's part of that culture of undisciplined and – you know, not focused play that's gotten you where you are, that mental weakness that we're just talking about. No, he needs to go. I haven't seen enough from Anthony Miller where I'm like, oh, my God, I need I need Anthony Miller. You know what I mean? Like, there's a ton there, but you can find more athletic receivers coming up in the draft. Go ahead, Eli. Yeah, I I would agree with with Nick. There's no reason to bring him back. He hasn't shown enough as a player to justify his actions and – yeah, he seems like a perfect cast off that he'll go to the Patriots or something and put up 1,100 yards next year and <laughs> make the Bears look stupid. But no, there's no reason to keep him in Chicago. See, I don't, I don't know if I agree with you guys. I think, like you said, there's a ton, a ton of talent there. I he's also shown to celebrate kind of small wins. He has a big game. All of a sudden, he's out in the club, and I've seen you know the pictures and 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 all that shit. And I, and, and I'm on record. Obviously, I don't care about that. Yeah. Go out, do your thing, and do that. But it also, he's shown a lot of just that he's not super committed. But I, I, I do see a lot of talent. I, I think uh, there have been times where we've been unfair to Anthony Miller, where he's not getting a ton of looks. He has, he's had a couple big drops, but I think there's talent there. I don't know his what's his contract situation. He's, he's fourth year, right? He's fourth, yeah. He would be on his last year of his deal. Yeah. Yeah, so, and he got. I mean, you can't uh, you can't underestimate the fact he got beat out. I mean, right. he was coming into the season as the number two receiver, and he got beat out by a rookie. 
Yeah, so, I mean, like that, that says a lot. Well, even, Mooney, though it's, even though it's this coaching staff, but yeah. But Mooney looks like he's a guy. I, 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 Mooney's I 100% see, a guy. I could see why. You don't. You couldn't see Anthony Miller as a as – a, you don't think bringing him back as like a third or fourth and, guy is worth just kind of let, let him get a fresh start somewhere else, go get – you he, can find another Anthony Miller. Yeah, he's, a guy with, he's a guy with number one B or two talent level, right? Like bringing him in as a three, you're not going to realize what you want to realize with Anthony Miller, and you'd be better off bringing somebody who's not going to give you a headache. I mean, this is not the first time we've talked about Anthony Miller's mental lapses. And, like, it, it seems to happen a lot. Remember early in the season, it was a big issue, and it was definitely an issue last year. So I think this lack of focus, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen here, man. And, and when, with who? Whoever we have playing quarterback next year and calling the plays, right, it's yeah. almost like, yeah, it's not like you're bringing him into the Chiefs offense. You know what I mean? And be like, hey, figure it out for one more year. It's like, yeah, figure it out in this broken-ass yeah. offense that you're not going to get the ball, but we still need you to be a model citizen. Plus – he punched a guy in the head in the playoff game. It's time to go. Yeah, I. That said, if, if Robinson doesn't resign, like the Bears have lots of vacancies on the wide receiver depth chart, so they are going to need bodies. But yeah, Miller has not shown enough that he should be back. I would love, yo, you guys are clear. For, and let me be clear about what I said about Anthony Miller and going out to the club. Like I think it's more what I what I meant by saying that was I don't care if you go out and have a good time and do your thing whatever but it, it's just like I've seen a lot of lack of focus like Nick said that's kind of where I was he likes going. he likes the life he likes the life yeah it's cool to like the life if you're yeah. in the work and you're doing it on Sundays but he like you, you know that's he likes the yeah. life man he like yeah. enjoy he enjoys the life yes it's an enjoyable it's an enjoyable existence we get um yeah and speaking of needing bodies Eli like you guys know where I stand. I would love to get up in September next year and the whole fuck. I don't know anybody on the whole fucking roster. <laughs> I don't know a single fucking person. Like, who are these guys? I would I would love to see that. So we could do we could do Bears player or congressman again. Yeah, we could do Bears player or congressman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to get back to this before I want to actually let's let's start here. My biggest gripe with with the game yesterday was I don't really think that we went after it. It was kind of like a very – so, look, I get it, right? Let, let, let's go back to last week against Green Bay. It's, it's, it's a, a one-possession game. It's close for the first half. So there's a, a couple spots where we could have got aggressive, but we were conservative with it, right? We have to. We win that game. We get in the playoffs. We we end up backing in anyway. But on the road in New Orleans against one of the best, against the against the second, I guess second best team in the NFC. Go after it. Go get aggressive. I love the play call to Wims. And by the way, me and Nick were talking about this too. That might be the worst drop in Bears franchise history. Well, maybe the NFL. Yo, like that that was one of the worst drops I have ever fucking seen in my existence. Just just, just to it just encapsulated it just encapsulated like everything about the season, the franchise, the player, everything. When you know when uh, a quarterback lets it go and you could tell that he sees something like it looks like it's going to be a completion. Yeah. When he let that go, I stood up off my couch. I'm like this is this has to be six. Yeah, just, he saw it. Just it was- the way it was the best throw of Mitch's career. For sure. Just the way he let it go, I'm like, dude, this is – I don't. yeah, exactly. You don't see Mitch let it fly like this. Like, he's a high-level throw. I mean, it's, it was it was a breadbasket throw. It literally holds your arms out, and the ball is going to fall right there. Stay in stride. Like, that is a picture-perfect throw, and he let that fall right through his hands. 
And that was, was awesome. Awesome. like we give shit to the coaching staff a lot for the play calling, but like whoever dialed that one up, Bill Lazor or Matt Nagy or whoever it was, like that was a perfect call and the perfect time. The Saints were not ready for it. They had uh, Trubisky out wide, and then they did that motion, like jet sweep kind of thing where they pitched it back to him, and it was a perfect play other than the the completion of the catch. Like I, I could not believe it was Brant Brown level esque. Like yeah, it was <laughs> my TV. Like oh no, yeah. Oh, dude, I stood up. I walked around, like, hand on my head. I couldn't believe it. Like, I was in shock that he dropped it. Yeah. But Apparently, I, they, they wouldn't say what the name of the play call was after the game. Yeah, Trubisky, I thought Trubisky like, wouldn't say that, yeah. yeah. I wonder if it was, like, attack CJGJ. Like, something like like they, like, targeted him to yeah. embarrass him kind of thing. I don't know. but I, All I know is that that was one of the worst drops I've ever seen. And, and that's not, like, recency bias or any of that shit. I've never seen – a ball he didn't he barely touched the ball <laughs> when, it wasn't right. like he hit his hands and he bobbled it he barely touched the rock um but to, to get back to the overall point was us not going after it we win the toss and defer okay so we want the ball in the second half and it's set up perfectly for us we get the ball with a minute i don't know minute 50 just under two minutes we can go down get some points, and then get the ball after half and come out and try to get some more points. We run – I think we – did we run it three straight times? First down, second down, yes. third down? Yes. Okay. So the third, we, third down was, was the draw. And the, third the Matt Nagy draw. The Matt Nagy draw to <laughs> Null. To Ryan Null. To yeah. Ryan Null. To Ryan Null. But if, if you're going to defer the kick to get it back in the second half – this is a perfect spot for you to go into the half with some points and then come out after with the ball and try to go get some more points. I just don't understand. Go get it. Get after it. Literally, let me ask you guys this. Is, is, that, is that just a guy? Put it like this. It didn't seem like a guy that was fighting for his coaching life. No. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Go for broke. Like, yeah. if there ever was an opportunity to go for broke, this is it. Like, it, this is it. Go for broke, take some shots downfield, open up the playbook, all that naggy shit that you want to do. Like, show your muscle, show who you are. This could be the last time you're at the helm as an NFL head coach. That's it. It was why be conservative? Yeah, it was the same stuff that we saw at the beginning of the year when Nagy clearly had no confidence in Trubisky and just like wanted to take the game out of his hands. It was the same, like. Like you said, Sean, like what is your strategy there with a minute fifty left to just run the clock out? Like, why? Why not try to get Cairo Santos? Why exactly? Like Santos has been unbelievable. You need like fifty yards. You can you have all three timeouts. Like go do something. Instead, they just they don't have faith in Trubisky enough. But like it's the playoffs. Go make a play. Yeah, no, it's go, go, go down swinging. It's hundred percent right. playing uh playing not to lose instead of playing to win. Go <laughs> out and. It goes against everything Nagy says during the week, which we yes, talked about exactly. repeatedly. He, he he just doesn't execute what he's talking about. Nagy says a bunch of shit during the week. Man. Right. He talks way too fucking much about everything and gives you insight into every single decision and what this PowerPoint looked like and what that presentation looked like and how long we spent on this and where these guys sat and what kind of chairs we were in and all that <laughs> bullshit. Just go out there and deliver. Yeah, 100%, Sean, you're right. He, he should have taken shots, especially in the second half, just said, fuck it. I'm going to pull out some shit. You used a trick player earlier to get that touchdown. Pull out another one. I mean, I'm all all the stops, end of the playbook, end of the BU manual, the last (laughs) page of BU, chapter 18, volume 27. Pull that play out. Where's this one? 
I literally tweeted like, okay, this is where we're at now. I think it was 21, uh, 21 to three at the time. But it, I, I was thinking it before that, but it was 21 to three at the time. I tweeted, I'm like, dude, just fucking empty it out. Empty the clip because we're getting smoked anyway. Yeah. We can't do anything anyway. Stop giving Montgomery the ball. I mean, fucking everything. Just unload it. They didn't do it. We literally just slow death. Just faded, yeah. faded, faded away. Here's uh Jason Williams actually this morning with Keyshawn talking about his thoughts on Matt Nagy and how they didn't go out swinging. I thought it was interesting, though. Check it out. Hey, can I vent to you for a second about Matt Nagy? Because I was watching the game yesterday and I wrote it down. Just to expound upon your point about going away from Mitchell Trubisky and then the whole Nick Foles scenario, going into this game against the Saints, you didn't really expect to be there, right? I mean, you made the playoffs. Backdoor backdoor, at 17. However way you got in there, right, you have nothing to lose. You play to win. Into the first half, 7-3. to I wrote it down, 149 remaining before the half. You get the ball at the start of the second half. You're in your own 23-yard line. Right? You go for it. You, you play to attack. You play to win. There was a five-yard run by Montgomery. Second down. Three-yard run by Montgomery. Third down. Third and two. Okay? No gain by Ryan Norton. Why don't you play aggressively to go for it? Why do you play this conservative style of football? Let me tell you. He said exactly what we just said. It's just it's dead on. I tweeted it yesterday before I saw that clip. I planned on talking about it when we got on, but he, he seems so shocked by it, but that's what we've been seeing all year and, and the year before that. So it's just a tough spot. Okay. Big Nick, I got to come to you because we got in an argument yesterday about what the Bears should do and what you said last week and what the Bears should do moving forward. Last week you said you needed to see more Trubisky you would like to see more Trubisky at the quarterback position because there's no other, quote-unquote, there's no other real option. What's, what's the other option? Clear up for me what what are, what would you like the Bears to do? What would you like to see happen with the Chicago Bears, please? Because I'm, I'm a little confused. Um, I don't know at this point, to be honest with you. Oh, it switched from last week? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't – I, I, I think that uh... – Oh man, it's all that you- logic still sticks for me as far as like, yeah. But to be honest with you, man, yeah, and we're allowed to change our opinions. Oh. I'm so, I'm so, we're not allowed to. No, no, I, okay. I was just, I, no, I'm just trying to oh. figure out right. what, what, hey. how, how would it change from last week to this week? Just because we lost, like, okay, go ahead. The, the go taste ahead. that the, the taste that's in my mouth, and I shouldn't be, I'm not. It's not even like a disappointment. It's just now in back-to-back scenarios in which something needed to happen and absolutely nothing happened that I'm I'm just good. That's it. So whatever they do, I'm fine with. But I'm not I'm not gonna I'm no longer gonna be like yeah this is probably the best option. I'm really like whatever they do, I'm fine with. Like I don't care. <laughs> I'm being honest, and I'm being completely honest. I, I, I there last week I was still on the corner of like yo let's just maybe give this a shot. Um, I, I'm just not, there was nothing there yesterday and it's not all on him, but he was a part of it, a huge part of it. And there's just nothing there. Um, and the lack of fight goes to the whole team. Like, yeah, the, 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 a team that quit really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. A team that did not show up at all really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And that goes for anybody that had something to prove yesterday. 
Well, and, I, and I'm going to come to you, Eli. I don't think – I don't feel like they quit. They're just a bad football team. It was seven. It was seven to three at half. Like I don't. I didn't. I don't know when they quit. They. They. And, and if you really want to know, I guess they. They. The defense was starting to get gashed in, towards the second half, which has happened all year. I. Just, I don't feel like they quit. I think the you coach, know what I mean. They just. It, it was uninspiring performance. For sure. I mean, that's what. That's just what the team is. Yeah, I'm just you know saying. Like I mean? it, was, it was just. It was very uninspiring. Uninspiring. Like very, very, very uninspiring. Everything. So wait. So so, you you. That's gonna. That's the answer you're gonna give me. That you don't care. Just whatever. Whatever. Whoever shows up. You don't. You don't want anybody gone. I, want ideally, everybody. what would I like for them to see at quarterback next year? I would like for them to explore the market at quarterback next year. If there is an option that gives you a better option or a more competent option than Nick Foles or something that's able to advance your team more than Nick Foles can, and by advance your team, I don't necessarily mean by winning games, but just someone who can go under center and do something that resembles an offense so that some guys can develop, that would be what I want to do. So if that if that's Teddy Bridgewater, if he gets released in Carolina, which I've heard, um, if that's, I, I guess, I, I don't know, who else it could possibly be, Jameis Winston, if he's on the market, Andy Dalton even, if he's on the fucking market, someone who can go over there and line <laughs> up for 16 games and not be a complete embarrassment. The problem with running foals out there is he is so bad that you can't evaluate anything. That's why I just that's why when I was saying like, bring Trubisky back, I was like the other option is Foles on the roster, right? I cannot watch Nick Foles play football. I think he's that bad. Like I really I can't I can't overstate how painful it was for me to watch Nick Foles because I think that he's a quarterback that is an absolute zero. So I just don't want to see him because you cannot evaluate your roster with Nick Foles. You can't evaluate your linemen because they're playing with an unathletic quarterback that they will probably never play against play with because you're not going to draft a quarterback like that like he is a thing of the past a dinosaur and should not be playing quarterback for chicago bears next year so i will take anybody but him so maybe that's where some of the trubisky love came from i don't know but at this point it's like yo just go find someone who can start 16 games next week (coughs) and aid in your development of whoever it is that you draft whoever it is that you sign whoever it is that you decide is the future because it cannot be nick Foles because he cannot move the ball and you won't learn anything Eli, have you any, <coughs> has has your viewpoint changed at all since last week? Not really. I, I mean, I think you make some good points, Nick, about that you need to figure out what the rest of the team is going to do. But I think Trubisky still offers you the best chance at both of those things: being competitive and evaluating. Uh, Nick Foles. I mean, unfortunately, he's kind of stuck on this roster because of his salary and everything, but. To me, the changes that have to be made are, are up top. I think Ryan Pace has got to go. I don't understand why he hasn't been fired already. I just checked Adam Schefter's Twitter. He's still employed. <laughs> like the, the makeup of this team, the roster from top to bottom just is flawed, and he's the one picking the players. And if there's going to be an overhaul in the lineup and in quarterback, I want someone else that's uh, making those selections. I don't want Ryan Pace in that job anymore. Um, Chuck Pagano can also see the door as far as I'm concerned. I didn't think that the defense played that well. I mean, they were gassed, but they, like we've been talking about all year, the impact players just don't make impacts. Um, and so that, that's a red flag for me for the defense. So Robert that, Quinn made a play yesterday, guys. He almost injured Taysom Hill. That's true. The first Robert yeah. Quinn sighting of the year. <laughs> for some reason he was – yeah. I mean, Eddie Jackson jumping off sides just like – I wasn't. I'm not ready to cut the guy because I still think he has potential. But like, what a bad season for Eddie Jackson. Like, really bad. Like, what are you doing, man? 
Yo, I, I was really, I was, Eddie Jackson is my guy. I was really, I didn't want to, I didn't want, I haven't commented on Eddie Jackson all season. It's terrible. And yeah. Eddie Jackson made a playoff. <laughs> yo, it's awful. Yo, he played really bad all year. And if he's not making plays, you really see like the flaws of Eddie Jackson. Yeah. Like he's not, yeah. He's not coming up and hitting anybody. He's not, he <laughs> he's not stripping the ball. He's not if <sighs> he's dropped some picks. Dropped some picks. Yeah, he he, he un, yeah, the, the offsides thing that didn't bother me that much because it was a what, bad play. It was a bad play, but uh the, the we, I mean we the Saints were gonna convert the third down yeah, where yeah, it was, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like you can't beat yourself like that. Yeah, I agree. I, I was reluctant to to hate on Eddie Jackson, Bama boy. No, but, bring it. Yeah, he had a he had a tough year. Um, and very it, tough. It looks worse after you get paid like that too. Right. The first, the first year after you get paid, you come out and make zero impact on on a weekly basis. And you know what else I'll say? Over the last two weeks, you know whose impact has really been felt as far as missing. Jalen Johnson's a player in this league because the yeah. absence of Jalen Johnson absolutely changes the defense. Like Fuller and Johnson are a hell of a tandem at corner. Yeah. And like Sean, I know you're a big defensive back guy. Um, like, yeah, they that that without Jalen, like Villadora or whatever the hell his name is, like these guys. Yeah. yeah. Him, Duke, I, Shel- Duke Shelby, they were just in no man's. Who are these guys? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I'll say, I mean, we went, I remember I could I I should go find the clip, but the D really hasn't been the same since Amos left. People yeah. people didn't People didn't realize how big of a piece that boy was. He was he was the one that allowed Eddie Jackson to run around and not have to worry about making any the box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Amos let Eddie Jackson run around and just play street fucking backyard safety. Remember when you used to play recess football? Like I play free safety. Like yeah. AKA, yeah. I'm about to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Like Amos let Eddie Jackson do that, and he he is missed greatly and probably some money that we could have spent there to keep him but that's one way, way yeah i mean they would have been spending like 70 million dollars combined on safeties or 80 million on safeties, well that was before yeah. we paid eddie but yeah, yeah. i mean it would uh that's 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 long well, yeah and they haven't been able to fix that spot i thought gibson was okay this year um i thought clinton dix was terrible last yeah. year yeah, yeah. Haha, clinton i think he's out the league um but he was terrible he was fucking brutal um so i think i think gibson was actually fine but yeah amos was a player yeah but it's also the scheme like like vic fangio's scheme allowed eddie jackson to roam because they had that zone coverage that they could mask that area of the field but pagano doesn't he he drops those linebackers into coverage and you saw roquan smith is able to do that trevathan not as much and and robert quinn is sometimes in coverage like they're just not utilizing the player's strengths, in my opinion. Like you signed Robert Quinn to all this money to rush the quarterback, and then he's chasing the tight end around the field. Like it, it just doesn't add up to me. Is Vic fired yet? Can we? Uh, <laughs> they fire him over there in Denver yet? Bring him back on the DC. Yeah, let's bring, let's bring Vic back. Yo, what? I mean, the Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley was the Bears linebackers coach, and they let him walk out the door. And now the Rams have one of the best defenses in the league. So, they're, they're, so retaining talent is a key, also. I got a question uh, for you, Eli, because you've obviously spent time around the team and the organization and the franchise, right? I think you've said yeah. before a couple things the Bears don't like. Number one is losing to the Packers, right? 
and I'm, I'm assuming they don't like being embarrassed, right? I would and those type of things can kind of change the course of the franchise. So after the last two weeks where you've been absolutely, utterly embarrassed, um, if Nagy was safe prior to these two weeks, where do you think they're at today? I definitely think there's there's meetings and reevaluation of his entire job. But but like I think, Sean, you mentioned earlier, Matt Nagy was, did not seem to be coaching yesterday like his job was on the line. Right. He was coaching like he was secure and that he has some autonomy moving forward of who will be on the roster, who's going to be the quarterback. He didn't seem like he needed to see what Mitch Trubisky could do in a pressure situation. He's already decided that. Um, but I, I do think the McCaskies and Ted Phillips and Ryan Pace, if he's still his key card still works at Hallis Hall, would be able to to make that decision. But um, yeah, the, the the last two weeks have definitely put a spotlight on on everyone in the building about whether they're fit to move forward, because they have been embarrassed against their arch rival um, and against a, a team that the Bears do have some history with. I mean, the the Saints punked the Bears earlier this year in overtime, the, and then again they did it again. So. I think the McCaskies are probably steaming at the mouth right now. What are we even talking about? We lost. We've lost seven of ten. Yeah. Like we've lost yeah. seven. We've lost seven of ten, and we the three teams we beat are the ass of the league. We lost seven of ten, and every team that we played that was decent, we got murdered. Get them out of here. I don't know how many times I need to say it. Our worst nightmare, when the show me and Eli did when, when, when Big Nick the Quick was off for the week, we talked about our worst nightmares. These dudes are going to run off three in a row because we look at the schedule and they're like, okay, these are beatable games. We're going to run off three in a row. And then somehow we, we thought we had to beat Green Bay. So to get in the playoffs, when we were looking at it like a, at, a, at a four-week look ahead, we run off the three games. We end up not having to beat Green Bay. We can get in anyway, so we get smoked by Green Bay. We don't have to beat Green Bay anymore, so we get smoked by Green Bay. We back into the playoffs and then get smoked on the road in New Orleans. These games are not close whatsoever. <laughs> Could the whims catch maybe change the, the momentum and, the I guess, how it looked in the first half and maybe going forward? Sure. But he dropped it, and we are where we are. But – the Bears closed the the Bears wins in the early in the beginning of the season were all miracles. We had three miracle wins, four miracle wins. Then we lost six in a row, and then we won three in a row, and then lost two in a row to close the season out. We lost seven of ten games. Everyone needs to be fired. They're garbage. This team easily what they ended the season what so eight we'll go eight so we'll go eight, eight and nine. nine eight and nine with the playoffs. That team easily could have been a three win team. Without question, and then we're not even having this conversation of should they be fired or should they come back or not because they would be fired already. But if you're watching the games and you're a fan like we are and we're paying attention and we're actually watching week to week, drive to drive, these dudes have no business putting a football team together, running the football team, and making any personnel decisions whatsoever. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what else anyone else needs to see. I know we made the playoffs two of three years. Even Romo tried to bring up that bullshit. Yeah, like, Romo. Yeah, yes, yesterday he was like, like Nagy's career record is twenty eight and eight, but this doesn't look like a team that's in a third year with the coach. Like semblance <clears throat> of like building an offense. Like yeah, his career record is not indicative of what his performance has been as a coach. You know what I'm saying, Nick? Your 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 big point was you you are what your record is, but it's like yo, but you you're you're. So let me stop you on that. That was not me advocating for Matt Nagy to keep his job. 
Like at no point have I said that Matt Nagy should keep his job. Like, I've been on fire Nagy all year. You were so, saying you don't expect him to be fired. I'm just telling you what might happen in that meeting. Now, yeah. things could probably change because, again, I know how the Bears operate and embarrassment is their prideful franchise. Like that's something that they they take a lot no, of pride in their is, pride. But is the so, pride is pride more more important than the money they're going to have to dish out? Well, or how many gonna... years does he have on his deal? Did Matt Nagy sign extension after the first year? No, I don't think so. I think he, he has more years. Yeah, so he might. Yeah, I mean, he might. But you'd have to fire him, pay him, and then pay the next guy. Yeah. And and pay the GM, and pay a new president. So you know what I'm saying? Like, are are they embarrassed enough to swallow all that? Swallow millions of dollars? Right. I, and this is coming up a year where they had no fans in Soldier Field. Like their economic hit, like it's a real thing. I mean, for billionaires, it's probably less impacted, but. <laughs> like, it's a 2020 was tough for everybody. Uh, that's where that's where I'm thinking. Like, the Bears probably would like to make a change, but they're just not. They can justify bringing everyone back and saving some money, so they're going to do that. That that could be a real factor too. Yeah, these teams are counting their money. It's like, man, I don't want to pay uh, 12 million to this guy and then have to pay another 30 million to this guy. And you see these coaches' contracts now. When we signed, when we hired Matt Nagy three years ago, the landscape of coaching has changed. Like, what did Matt Rule get out there and uh and and Panth- I don't even know who Matt Rule is before he signed, and he got like a fucking defensive end contract. It was like seven years, <laughs> 60 million, 42 million guaranteed, vested options and shit. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? So these guys, the guy in New England got a six-year deal for to be the GM. Like these, these front office and coaches are signing player contracts now. You know what I mean? So like you better be ready to pay some money. So to your point, in a tough situation and a team that likes to cry broke, um, yeah, they're not. They might not spend that money. They might say, "Hey, look, man, we just got to pay this guy and uh, keep it moving for another year." I think it's just one of those situations where I. This is not an excuse, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's just like I, I guess it's. I guess I'm 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 caught up on that fans that want owners that want to win, and then the owner that you have is just running this shit as a business and trying to make money. Um, but there's absolutely no reason to bring any of these fucking guys back. They all deserve to be completely gutted and cut and fired. And we should be moving all pieces to get draft capital to then figure out what we're going to do. That's still my stance. Uh, there's no reason to bring like a guy like Khalil Mack next year on the team for fucking what? I've been saying that all year. You know what I'm saying? But like the, the, it should be thorough. Anybody, anybody that has any value just needs to be moved. There's no reason for them to be around. Well, what are you getting? What are you getting from Mac with that deal right now? Because someone's gonna play that film over the last two years and be like, I don't see the guy. When Khalil, Khalil Mack's first year in Chicago, I've said it. He was one of the best football players I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, like really yeah. one of the best football players I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, last two years, this year especially, like it, non-existent. Like he does not show up. Like you're getting the name Khalil Mack, but like, is is it over with? You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, what, what what would a team be willing to give up? Khalil Mack had nine sacks. I don't remember half of them. Yeah, I'm I looking at his that. his contract right now. He's got he's due 17 million next year, and then there's an out. You can get out after 2021. With um, uh, but then if he doesn't take the opt out, there's three more years on that contract. So yeah, I, I don't think that there's going to be teams offering. Wait, he would he would have to personally opt out. No, you can get out. Yeah, it says potential out 2022 uh, after four years. Um, and you'll take $12 million in dead cap. Yeah, Ugh. exactly. So 
it's not going to be cheap, but uh, yeah, like what, what Nick said, there, what's the market going to be for Khalil Mack right now? After a, a year where he didn't really show consistent effort and was held every time and nobody threw a flag. But this, but this is the thing, right? So what's going to be the, what's going to be the potential market for him next year? What 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 do we need? What do we need him here for? For oh, seven no, I'm not saying that we need him here. I'm just saying I hope no one has like any right. any, any delusions about what you're about to. You're not gonna get like a first round pick, right? It's not gonna be the two first round picks we traded for him. Yeah, we're not getting yeah. that back. So I don't know, man. It's just I I don't see any reason why. Like I said, I would love to wake up in September and just be like, who in the fu- who are all these dudes? And and then just try to try to rebuild it. Get a new GM that could come in and fix the cap, a new president that could fix the cap and rebuild the squad. The cap is in shambles. The cap is in shambles and our team sucks. So you need to get a guy in that could fix the cap and then sl- it, it might be a long process. What look, listen, what we tried to do was capitalize on the window that the defense had. We tried to lock in those guys, bring in an offensive coach that could win the Super Bowl. We didn't do it. It's done. The window's shot. It's no different than the Cubs. We we got one series. We tried to get another one. We made some uh, – Theo went out and made some deals that didn't work out. We, the window's shut. You fucking scrap the team. You go to the new GM, and you try to rebuild it. There's, it's absolutely no different for me. At least I got a ring out of it. <laughs> yeah, they did get a ring. Super Bowls are hard to get, man. They so the apparently saw our World Series titles. It took 110 years. Yeah. The Cubs picked the right players in the draft. The Bears didn't. And that yep. I mean it all goes back to 2017 and taking Mitch over Watson and Mahomes. No question. That uh that Watson it's that really Watson. over Watson. I'll never blame them for Mahomes because no, nobody agree. saw that coming. Um, even though like you watch Mahomes, big but all that Big 12 film is all tantalizing um mm-hmm. for offensive players. You watch that shit, you think everybody's a Hall of Famer. Um, <laughs> but yeah. There's no, no reason in the moment to pass up on Deshaun Watson. Inexplicable. It's inexplicable. We all watched it. I, I, I cannot, again, man, like I cannot understand how you watch Deshaun Watson's career and then watch whatever 13 games you saw of Mitch Trubisky at a basketball school and decide, I want that guy. Yo, I don't, want, I don't like, want this guy who, who's literally in the national championship every single year and does nothing but win and make winning plays. I want that guy. And you're saying like, oh, the Big 12 film is different. Like, that's apples to oranges. Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Watson were in the same conference. They played the same opponents. It's apples yeah. to apples. Like, it's not yeah. even that hard to find. Good call. Yeah, they, yeah. Didn't, they didn't play the same opponents exactly because Deshaun was playing in the college football playoff every single year. <laughs> he was playing uh, Alabama. Regular season ACC, yeah. right? They regular both played season. NC State Wolfpack. All yeah. Yeah. Sports, all the boys. <laughs> the Deacons, all of them. It's but, yeah. Good. Yeah, good, good point. Yeah, I, I just don't understand how you you didn't you didn't see that. I don't understand how Deshaun Watson fell to what he 12, 13, 14? Yeah, it makes it's crazy. And now he wants out. So I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just perfect because like that year, only like three people needed quarterbacks too. There wasn't like a lot of people that needed quarterbacks. And then the Niners, the Niners didn't need one, but convinced us that they did. Yeah, there was yeah pace that they did. Remember, remember. Then that's my other big point. They made that deal to move up, which meant one thing. They wanted Mitch so bad and were so turned off by Deshaun Watson, they couldn't stand the prospect of the Niners taking Mitch and having to take Deshaun Watson. So it wasn't just taking Mitch. It was the hard pass on Deshaun Watson that meant you had to trade up to get Mitch. Yeah. Because either way, you were going to get one or the other. Yeah. 
You were going to get one or the other. Yeah, there wasn't, could, there wasn't one quarterback available. No, there was two available, and you decided which one you really wanted, and you couldn't live with the other one. So understand that. When you're talking about Ryan Pace, about to get fired up. When you're talking about Ryan Pace and his job security, remember that thing. Remember that when he was evaluating quarterbacks instead of drafting Deshaun Watson, he had to trade up to get Mitch because he could not fathom a world with Deshaun Watson as his starting quarterback. Gave up draft capital to not have Deshaun Watson. That was his evaluation. That's what he saw at the combine. That's what he saw on the film. I can't have that guy. I can't have that guy. I made a Khalil Mack deal. I've already surrendered capital. I need to, or I guess that was after whatever. I can't have that guy. Can't have him. Can't have him. Forget what his evaluation on Mahomes. He must have Mahomes off the board because he wasn't even a fucking possibility. But I cannot have Deshaun Watson. That will never, I'll never forget that about this guy that he traded up for Mitch for a team that didn't fucking need a quarterback because he didn't want the prospect of them taking Mitchell Trubisky. So when it comes down to evaluate, answer that for me. Riddle me that. Let me see your paper on Watson, you fucking clown. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's we we've had that conversation a hundred times, right? You can have it a thousand because that's the well, real the thing. thing. Not like, taking Mitch. Like this is the thing, right? I think Hard like pass. as as we're here sitting here, what is it, January twenty twenty one? That's a fireable offense in itself, right? You could. Forget about all the other things that Pace did. That itself is at where we stand now as a franchise. That mistake is fireable in itself. So that's where we're at. Um, Nick, I'm going to give you one more opportunity. So you don't care what happens. You, you don't want to see Pace and Nagy back, but you could, you'd run Trubisky out just to get him a little more, a little more play. Voider said winner folks uh, storming Hallis Hall. No, I would <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what time, bro? What time, yeah, what, time what time we pulling up, man? Coordinated effort on social media. Yo, yo. <laughs> like, what at? Hey, what at? <laughs> this is Ryan Pace off. I'm gonna take a picture on his desk. Oh man, yo, <laughs> wait. Logo. That's, that's not funny, but it's like, it's, it's kind of funny. funny. It's kind of funny. All you can um, do is laugh at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't care. I just my big thing is no no Nick Foles because you can't uh, evaluate with him. But I'm not on the let's see more Trubisky. It's it's we're all good. Anybody not named Nick Foles can play quarterback next year. Uh, Taylor Hinky can play quarterback for the Bears next year for all I care. Yeah. He was real legit. But like, there, if there's guys out there like that, then somebody <laughs> yeah. find like go find, go find those guys. Like they're there. So. <laughs> Eli, what what what's your final final take on this? Because this is the last part of the season. We'll be back next year. We'll probably do some preview stuff, maybe in a little bit, or maybe we'll hop on and talk if we make some we make some news. But what's your final play? I don't I don't want to see Chuck Pagano again. I don't want to see Ryan Pace again. I want them to re-sign Allen Robinson. Um, and then they need to draft a quarterback. If I don't care if Mitch is on the team or not, like I I, I was been on record saying i think they should bring him back just because he, he's better than the alternative but even if he's not even if he is or is not resigned they need to draft a quarterback first round second round i don't care ryan pace can't make that pick like we just talked about but there needs to be a young quarterback on this roster next year for several reasons but for the long-term development of this team they need to find that next quarterback i heard you didn't mention Nagy. you 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 have no problem with Nagy coming back I don't have a problem. I don't, I would, if I, it was my call, I would get rid of him, but I don't, I don't feel as strongly about that as I do about uh, pace. 
Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You guys know where I stand. <laughs> Wipe out, blow up the whole, blow up everything. And I mean everything. Anything that you could get some value for, you give it up and try to stack picks. That's how you fix the team long term. That's how you fix the cap. And uh, that's how you fix the team going forward. There's no, I, I don't need to see any of the guys that I saw the last two seasons on the Bears sideline at all. There's no no reason whatsoever. For Big Nick the Quick, for Eli Cabron, I'm your host, Sean Little. Bears playoff recap, Saints 21, Bears 9. Let's see what happens uh, in the coming weeks. No catch up, Sports Talk, Bears Chicago. We out of here.